welcome to our Brave Feminine Leadership Podcast. I've got a super special guest here with me today, one of the graduates from one of our programs. I am so excited to introduce Tegan Judge to you. Tegan, welcome to the conversation. Hi, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. So Tegan is the Group Service Manager for NIB Travel and has got more than a decade experience in the customer service and contact centre industry and is a transformational leader. I know that she heavily invests in the success of her people. She's an incredibly generous leader who's focused on developing others through direct coaching, mentoring and supporting them. She's an incredibly energetic and passionate force of nature and we were lucky to meet. Tegan, I want to kick off and say you joined us in one of our programs that is specifically designed to help companies retain and elevate female talent. So I'm going to ask firstly, how did you end up in the program? Um, I was nominated to participate in the program by um, my one of my senior executives. He'd noticed me within the business um, and another one of my peers and decided that, you know, this would be a great program to be able to, to add to my development and support me in my growth. So I was um, very excited to be joining the program and, um, you know, and, and now months later, really happy that I've been through it and, and I've learned a lot. So, well, let's start there. What was your role when you first joined us? And I know we're celebrating success of a promotion, but what was the first role when you when you when we first met? Yeah, so I was a service manager, which would be a like a junior manager role within our organization. So I was a leader of leaders, um, but I was less involved with sort of strategic planning and um, you know operational changes and initiatives throughout the business. It was more focused on um, leading leaders of frontline consultants and um, improving the, the performance of the team. I would get involved in, um, you know, a little bit more of the strategy and initiatives, but definitely more of a junior manager role. And so tell us about the role today. So I'm now a group service manager. So it is more of a strategic role. It's a senior manager role. I report directly into my um, head of travel operations and then, you know, through to the executive team. So I'm still a leader of leaders, um, but I there's a lot more involved in my role. I, I have a lot more ownership of building my space and ensuring that, um, you know, I'm looking for opportunities within the business to improve things for our members, our, members, our, our travellers and um, and our team in ensuring that we're increasing profitability and, um, you know, continuing that business growth. So you were already an experienced leader when we met. What was going on for you at the time? Like, what were you thinking as you kind of thought ahead about your career? What were you thinking at the time? So I was in a um, in a position where I'd been in that role for about 18 months. And although it was a, a junior manager role, I'd, I'd been taking on a lot of other responsibilities. Um, I'd often fill in for my leader, who was the group manager at the time. Um, and I found that you know, I was able to take on the responsibilities of their role quite well. I'd get really good feedback from the rest of the business and the outputs I was producing were, were also really good. So I felt comfortable um, to be looking towards that sort of next step in, in my career. But I was getting a lot of questions, um, you know, from others around me around what my end goal would be and, you know, where I was heading. And I was getting really fixated on that. So I, I had a lot of questions you know, within myself at the time, um, I was letting, I remember looking at a couple of steps above where I was and thinking, you know, is that where I want to be going? Should I be looking at, at that particular role to step into? 
And at the time I was letting my experiences of the people within those roles dictate to me as to whether I thought that was an opportunity for me. I sort of saw what they were doing and and thought that's how the role had to be. Um, But now I sort of look at it and understand that, you know, the role doesn't determine the type of leader that you need to be. That part's up to me. I get to choose the type of leader I'll be. And um, as long as I'm able to, to look at delivering the objectives of the role, then, you know, I could be a suitable candidate. But I was letting, yeah, other leadership styles of people around me sort of shape and dictate what I thought a role needed to be. Um, so, yeah, I, I had a lot of questions and, and was really unclear where I should be going at, at the time of starting the program. Okay, so you were looking and seeing leadership styles that didn't necessarily feel like it was what you were going to do, right? Is that is yeah, that that's exactly right? Yeah, looking at other leaders and 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 just thinking that that's not who I wanted to be and that's not the way I lead. And in order to be successful in that role, you know, I felt I needed to shift and change into that type of leader to be successful because that's what I could see around me and they were the successful people in those roles. Okay, fantastic. So the next thing then is, you know, when we first met, we often ask people about habits that they might like to change. So can you remember at the time what sort of habits, what sort of work habits, um, but broadly habits that you had that you were focused on changing? Yeah, definitely. Um And this was probably the biggest um, eye-opener for me doing the program as well, is that um, it was about balance. I I really didn't have a lot of balance um, between my work and home life. And my habits were things like working through lunch breaks, working really long hours. um, And I was also extremely critical of myself. Um, I'm a Virgo. I'm a perfectionist. It's, you know, it's who I am. It's my dad's a Virgo and is a perfectionist. Um, I work with a lot of perfectionists. So everything I'm doing, not not just in my work life, but in my home life, I was very self-critical, lots of negative self-talk. Um, so working those long hours, you know, really being overworked and um, and then just getting, you know, down on myself, um, you know, for doing that as well and, you know, not giving back to my family. Um, but, yeah, now. Have they changed? It has, yeah, completely different. So I've, I've been able to set really clear boundaries. Um, I keep my work at work um, and I really stick to it. And it's it's made such a change in my life. Um, you know, if a non-negotiable comes back and I, it comes up and I need to work back, that's okay because I make sure I take that time back at a later date for myself. You know, I go, well, I was here, you know, for an extra couple of hours. I have a team in Cork in Ireland, so it, it is difficult. I can't always do my work within the core business hours, um, but I, I'm, I hold myself accountable and I make sure that I take that time back. You know, I'll, I'll log off early, pick the kids up, we'll go and do something fun while there's while the sun's still out and make the most of it. Um, you know, I, I no longer feel that strain of not having enough time to fit everything in as well. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm just more relaxed in, in everything I'm doing because I have those boundaries. Um, I am more conscious of that internal self-talk. Yeah. I try to, you know, eliminate the negativity and, and really be real with myself and go, well, what would I say to somebody else in this situation? You know, would I be saying those same negative things or would I be focusing on the positives? And I, I try to talk to myself more like I would, you know, a peer or a colleague or a friend um, than the way I, yeah, I used to speak. 
So you're looking, you're looking at the next level of leadership roles for yourself. You're questioning whether the leadership style is something that is going to feel right for you. You're questioning um, your ability to potentially balance, um, you know, leadership roles of that size and have a quality yep. life. Am I hearing that you're now you're managing that more senior role and you are feeling a better quality of life? What what triggered those changes for you? Do you think? Yeah, look, um, I definitely am. I, I have all of that. Um, and that's really how I see it now. I I, I know I can have it all. Um, and it's, I guess what triggered it was part of going through the program. Just before the program, I'd also done an a, um, emotional intelligence test. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that that highlighted was that my quality of life was really low and that everything else I was performing, you know, quite well, but that I, I needed to look at that quality of life. Then I came into the program with you and and we looked at the, um, you know, balancing and, and all those sorts of things. And it really highlighted that, you know, I, I wasn't putting myself first, that I was trying to please everybody else and, you know, keep all of the balls in the air. But if I didn't focus on me and, and make sure that my cup was full and that I was energized, that, you know, I, I couldn't deliver everything else for everyone else. So um, one of the things the program really taught me was about being intentional, um, like simple things. You know, if you look at your home life, it's about every night clearing up straight after dinner, you know, not delaying it, not putting it off. Because if I do, you know, then it's at the back of my mind that, you know, the house is a mess and I need to clean it up. And when am I going to do it? And then it eats into that time that I've set aside for my family as well. So I'm just in, in I, I know what needs to be done and I'm intentional with when I do it and how I do it. And that gives me more time back for myself and family. And then when I look at work, it's about um, being really selective in the tasks that I complete or that I take on, um, understanding where I add value to something and also what I get back from it as well. So I found that, you know, I delegate more to my team. Um, I don't need to do everything. And, and that's something that I, I really did before. It was like, well, no, I need to do it. And, you know, I'm the best person to be doing it. I need to make sure if somebody's asking me, it's because they really need me um, to do it. And, and that's not always the case. So, by delegating things to my team, I'm I'm also building their skills and, you know, in enhancing their development. I'm preparing them for their next step in their journey. I'm empowering them. And that then, you know, it enables me to work on things that are continuing my development, you know, or showcasing my skills, uh, providing benefit back to my team and the business. So just really um, a lot more intentional thinking things through and, and looking at, at where that value is. Where's the value for me, which is something I really never considered before. It was always, you know, what value am I providing to others? But now you've got to balance that part as well. Let me take a brief pause from listening to the podcast for a minute just to check in and see if the conversation's inspiring any new thoughts or any new reflections for you. I hear so often from people in our audience, largely successful and senior professional women, how much they are craving some inspiration into their lives. I would just love to share with you, if you're looking for some, then come and sign up for our Sunday Inspiration email series. You can find a link in the show notes at the end of the show. Now let's get back to the podcast. I love I love even the example you brought up about, you know, which was a home life example, which is perfect because, I mean, this, 
we designed this not to be a straightforward leadership program. In fact, it's not really a leadership program. It's more about recognising that as a leader, we show up as a whole person. And so yep. all of those other things that, um, you know, because people are juggling a lot. It's all of that other stuff that, um, you know, sits in our mind and brings those questions up about can I can I take on those more senior roles or can I fit all this in? And, the, you know, the numbers about senior women leaving the workforce are pretty alarming right now. Yeah. What, um, you know, and then you and I spoke a little bit about this, um, you know, over the time that we've known each other, but what encouraged you to think differently about your career goals and aspirations and how have those thoughts continued to evolve since since you finished the program last year? Middle of last year you did the program with us. Yeah, that's right. Um, look, a, a lot of it was... Um, Hearing and learning the experience of others, both in the program and, you know, the guest speakers that came through the program as well, and seeing what, you know, what made a difference to them, seeing their backstories and and understanding how they they came to be able to balance that, um, that's what really, you know, started shifting the way I thought about things and going, well, you know what, I, I can do this, but I, I just need to be, you know, a little more organised and a little more um, intentional and understand, you know, what it is that I want, where is it that I want to go, and then questioning things more, looking at um, the task. As I said before, the tasks I'm doing at work, but the conversations I'm having with people, the connections I'm making with people and and making sure that all of those actions are then feeding back into where I want to go and that I'm not, you know, wasting time doing things that aren't progressing that or that aren't providing value back. And I think before I, I probably did a lot of that, there were things that I'd get involved in that I shouldn't and, um, you know, taking up a lot of time and then you get that feeling like that there just isn't enough time to to fit everything in. So seeing then the benefit of those small changes and, you know, where I might look at a task and go, well, you know what, my one of my leaders is going to get so much more out of doing this and, you know, being able to present back to me, it's going to improve their confidence. Um, by doing that, I then see all of a sudden I have this time back. I can start to focus on the things and really shift the dial in other areas of the business that, um, you know, that, that have been pushed to the side previously and each time I saw a little bit more gain or a little bit more growth um, that just then inspired me you know to do more and and want to make sure that I, I expand that thinking to more parts of my life and um and then start to share it with my team as well you know the conversations that I now have in, in coaching with my leaders it's it's about well you know why are you doing that what are you getting out of it and you know is there somebody else in your team that could be doing that for you that would then help their growth and free up your time. Fantastic. How important, one of the areas we focus on as well is sort of personal brand and just, you know, simple things like how do you even introduce yourself into situations and things like that? How did you find that? Um, Terrible, hard? <laughs> um, yes and no. Like it, it took, I remember trying to work on, um, like the unique statement about ourselves um, with you. And, and I found that really difficult at the time. Um, now I'm more comfortable with it. Yeah. And there are certain things that I'll, you know, I'll I'll say when I talk about myself or um, I've had a lot of, um, you know, recently a lot of engagement with external stakeholders and, you know, needing to introduce myself um, 
to people that that don't know who I am or or what I do or what my role stands for and and what my responsibilities are. So, um, you know, I am getting better with that. And I think internally within my business, I've always sort of seen my brand as, you know, my results. People see what I deliver and they see what I do. and, And that says a lot about who I am and that helps build my brand and how I present myself in meetings, but actually stepping forward and going, Hey, I'm Tegan and this is who I am. And this is what I represent. This is what I do. Um, yeah, it is definitely getting a lot easier, but those initial sort of, you know, conversations we had and, and starting to build that out was definitely, you know, uncomfortable. Um, but I, yeah, I'm definitely on the right direction and it's a lot more comfortable with it now. Yeah, and it is such a challenge. People aren't comfortable talking about themselves and we haven't been encouraged to either. So, you know, to do it is challenging. I wanted to call out and congratulate you on your industry recognition. So I saw recently you were identified as one of the top 100 influencers in the contact centre industry in Australia. Congratulations. What an incredible achievement for you. Thank you. Yes, it, um, you know, quite humbling. It was definitely unexpected. Um, and to see so many am- amazing names up there as well, you know, peers of mine, um, contacts from other businesses, you know, um, really, really great to be to be recognised um, and just, yeah, really humbling. You said something to me earlier and you touched on it again a bit briefly, uh, you know, earlier in the conversation as well, but it was talking about the fact that when you were thinking about your career, one of the things sort of you 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 used to just focus on the next move up was something that you said to me. Where's that thinking now? Yeah, so I think um, previously I saw progression as as a ladder you know picture it like a ladder with specific rungs you know what the next one is and you're just stepping up again and again until you get to your end goal um that's the way I saw it now it's really different I you know I'm more aware of what my strengths and what my opportunities are um, and I'm more comfortable um that my career path is a direction rather than a specific, you know, course of steps that I need to follow. Um, Rather than a specific role, I actually look at opportunities um, to see what skills or knowledge that I'll gain from them. You know, what other things can I add to my toolkit that will then enable me to be suitable for, you know, a step forward in the direction that I'm heading? Um, You know, it won't always be a direct step up a ladder. Sometimes I may need to step sideways into a different area of the business to learn new skills or gain new knowledge that will then make me more successful in the, you know, in the next step forward. Um, So, yeah, for me, it's all about what am I going to get from it and is that in line or is that helping me get towards that direction that I'm going in rather than just looking at that traditional, well, this is the next step. I need to get to my boss's job and then, their boss's job and the boss's job after that. I hear from a lot of professional women um, that, you know, they look up at these more senior roles and it's not painting a picture of something that they necessarily aspire to or, or don't want to sort of adapt. And that could be because of the leadership style, it could be of the hours people are working, it could be a whole range of different reasons. But what was the point, what was the point where you realised, actually, I can go for those roles and I can be myself um how did that sort of happen was was there a single thing that twigged for you or what was that it it was it was in in the program um 
And I I can't remember whether it was a conversation in the group or it could have been, you know, during my one-on-one time with Kelly that um, we, I'd, I'd mentioned about, you know, the, this particular role that I thought I was moving towards um, and what I saw from the person in that role. And I, I was just sort of saying that I, I didn't, I didn't want to be that person. And I was questioning is, am I still on the right path or should I be looking at something different if that's not the type of leader I want to be? Um, and we had a really great discussion around, you know, whether that was part of the role or whether they were just the behaviors of the leader that was in the role. And it made me really think about it and 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 start to understand and, and look around my business at the people within roles and go, well, what's the actual objective of that role and what are they trying to deliver and, and can I do that mm-hmm. and still be the type of leader that I am? And, you know, the answer is yes, 100%, I can do that. It, it's not about, um, you know, being somebody else and and some of those things that you do see, it, you, you really need to start to analyse and go, well, is that that person's leadership style? Is it part of their personality is it you know who they are that that's making them make those decisions or or display those behaviors or is it a requirement of the role and 99% of the time it's not a requirement of the role you look at what the role is um you know built to deliver and and if you believe you have the skills and ability to deliver those outcomes then the rest of it's up to you. You get to, you know, decide the type of leader you are and, um, you know, how you you look after and develop your people. Um, so, yeah, it was really, it, it came down to the program. And I think if I hadn't been through it, I'd still be looking at the leaders around me in that way and I'd still be questioning, well, do I want to step into that role if, if that's who I need to be to be in that role? Nothing makes me happier than to hear that because the whole reason of doing what we're doing is to, you know, inspire professional women to get more intentional about their careers. And I'm unashamed about the fact that I want more female CEOs. So if this has stepped you on the path towards that, if that's the ultimate, you know, ultimate place you want to go, I'm so thrilled. I have just two final questions. And thank you. You've been so generous in sharing your feedback on the program. But if we put the program aside for a minute, are there kind of just two things that you love now if you think of tegan back prior to the program not quite sure about those next moves what are the two things you wish you knew you know are there two tips you can share um the first one is is that intentional being intentional um really looking at what value you get from something and using that to determine if it, if it's something you should be doing or shouldn't be doing um that's probably the biggest thing and then the second one would be the balance and that in, in intentional action comes into the balance that's for me how i got my balance um but making sure that you know i'm making time for me so that i'm energized and i you know, I'm in the right mindset to be making the right decisions and to then be intentional with what I'm doing at work. Um, it's about, yeah, getting that balance and making that time for me and doing things that I love. You know, I've, I've spent more time paddleboarding in the last nine months than I, I have in a very long time. It's now the sun's fading, my tan's starting to rub off, but, you know, it, it, it's those things. That's what what energises me. It's getting my kids out there and in the sun and, you know, in the water and, and that type of thing. So that balance but to get it, being intentional. So they're my my two hot tips. And my final question that you know of all of the leaders I've interviewed, I ask, what does brave feminine leadership mean to you? For me, um, 
it's about allowing yourself to be vulnerable and not just doing what's expected of you, but doing what's best for you, you know, what's best for me. Um, knowing that authenticity is more important than fitting in, right? Being yourself rather than changing who you are to be able to fit the mold of, of what someone expects you to be. And then it's also about doing my part, um, you know, in challenging stereotypes and the gender bias in others, being able to speak up and support others. Um, yeah, that's what it's all about for me. Megan, that's amazing. And I, I'll never forget when you shared your unique statement with us um, as you graduated from the program. And I won't share it now, but I'll encourage people to go and find you on LinkedIn because they can find it there. You've used it to describe yourself. But one little thing is I love the imagery you put in it around um, if you're not leading people, what you'd be doing. Can you remember what you said there? Yes, um, roasting marshmallows by a campfire or with a fishing rod in my hand with my family. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much for joining the conversation, Tegan. It's been wonderful to chat with you today. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. And that was the end of another podcast conversation. So thank you so much for listening to the episode today. I often hear from leaders who felt inspired by the conversations and are ready to put themselves first. And so I wanted to take a brief moment just to share how I've helped hundreds of women just like you become crystal clear on the exact steps they should be following right now to lead an intentional and sustainable life without second guessing themselves so that they can maximize their influence and impact. I've put some details into the show notes and there's a link there where you can find out some more about our signature Elevate and Influence program. While you're there, take the time to sign up for our Sunday Inspiration email series. Have a brilliant day.